You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, happy Friday, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. You don't sound very happy. No, Jeez, I'm sorry. I... My voice is just a little off today. <laughs> I am Jamie Jennings in <laughs> Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, June 9th, episode 3201, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Jamie, do you remember how last Friday we didn't have any guests? Yes. We don't have that problem today. So, okay, good. So we have Connie Claire joining us. She's from Ocala, not too far from me. And she's heading to the IHAA World Championships in Mongolia. And you ask, what is that? It's the Archery World Championships. And she qualified to go, and she's going to be heading over there. We're going to talk to her about how all that works when you head international for archery. And then uh, we have uh, one of our spotlight riders, Steph, is joining us, and she's going to give us an update on how her season is going. If you remember right, she was the one that had three full sisters that she shows, Western, and she's going to give us an update on her first shows and how that went. Plus, you almost died. Uh, I'm pretty sore. <laughs> but it was a YouTube... It's not horse-related. No. It was actually a YouTuber's fault. A YouTuber that we both watch, and it was it was his fault. We're going to talk about Round that. About the, it's pretty much his fault. Yeah, yeah it is actually. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in the post show, and whether Jamie has a right to sue him. That all, <laughs> all coming up. Hey, we got to talk about this. We missed it on Wednesday, but the whole smoke in the Northeast thing. Holy cow! The pictures out of there were incredible. Just New York City. I mean, not being able to see the skyline at all, uh, but just all over the place up there. So I got to looking into it and finding out exactly what the cause of it was in Canada. Because it's funny how we talk about us being smoked out, but they're being burnt out. So um, there's that. They have uncontrollable blazes in nine of the country's 13 provinces, or you know, like our states, and have devoured millions of acres of forests, swallowed up hundreds of structures, forced more than 100,000 people from their homes, and, of course, you know, the toxic smoke. There there were 437 active fires across Canada on Thursday, 248 of them out of control. And there are firefighters coming in from, like, dozens of countries. Uh, this That's is, what I was going to ask. Are we sending in yes. reinforcements? Yeah, from dozens of countries. Japan, Europe, all over the place, because they've never had this level of fires before. It's been dry up there. So, and when you think about 248 fires out of control, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Nearly 2,300 fires have burned this year, roughly 9.4 million acres. For some perspective, that's larger than the state of Maryland. And it's 13 times the average for this time of year. So it's just really bad. Well, I did have some news on the Belmont. They actually resumed training 
today because they said air quality has dramatically improved in New York. I don't know if there's a shift in the wind, but they are all set because there was talk that the Belmont was going to be canceled because of air poor air quality. And they're now they announced this morning uh, that it will take place. I guess it all depends on where the winds blow, right? That's, yeah. yeah. And I know Upperville, we talked about that, the 170th Upperville Colt and Horse Show in Virginia canceled yesterday, too. Did they? Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of shows up that way that canceled. It looked to be, you know, really bad, kind of in a corridor with New York and Connecticut, uh, and then down into Jersey, Pennsylvania, and then Virginia. Um, but it's shifting, so other places are going to get it now. But, I, well, that's good. The Belmont will go on. Is that the all we're really talking about, the Belmont, today? Uh, I mean, we can get into as much as you want of the Belmont, but I, I've been told repeatedly by you that you don't care. I really don't care, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> so if there's no Triple Crown, I don't care. It's just like another race if there's no Triple Crown, in my opinion. That's my humble opinion. For you racing fans out there, write to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. She would be happy to throw your email away. Well, we have birthdays today, and we have Spirit Brooks, Laura Berry, Nancy Bowman, and Christy Parsons, and also Kelly, who's that's a name I'm not going to try and butcher. So happy birthday to all of you. So, yeah, I'm in pain this morning, and I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, I did kickboxing last night, first time in a couple of weeks, and, uh, yeah, I'm really sore from that. And then this morning, I'm like, you know what I need to do is I've got some weeds, the grass, the godforsaken Bermuda grass that just takes over your – I have planted a huge garden, and I'm like – can't see my plants because <laughs> the grass is so crazy. So my daily winning goes out to anybody who can control farmers, whoever you are, who can control Bermuda grass and ants in your garden. Well, I don't know what to do about the ants. I don't know what to do about the ants, ants and Bermuda grass. I took a shovel. I'm just like digging grass out of my garden. And so my body hurts because of that. Then the incident, which we'll talk about in the post show. I'm like, whoo. I'm feeling old and it's freaking 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, we caused the whole controversy uh, last week. Remember when we did study show and we talked about how one of the study show gardening is supposed to be relaxing and we all, we were like, Hell no! It's it just so stresses stressful. you out. It's so stressful. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get, I gotta get to do that. I gotta there, get in there. There were a whole yeah, conversation and- about it. I would say though, about ninety percent agreed with us about the stressful gardening part, and about ten percent were like, "That's my therapy place," and I get well, that too. You can come over here and do some therapy on my garden because I need some help. <laughs> then I'm like, "How do I get rid of ants in the garden?" If any of you have any great ideas, it'd be great because like all I was reading was like diatomaceous earth. I'm like, "Well, that sounds good," um, but you can't like once you wet the ground you have to reapply mm. i'm like but it gets watered every day so i can't what what am i going to do like my experience with diametaceous earth is when we diametaceous whatever. whatever it's called um was when we had the fleas and we were trying to get rid of the fleas and we spread it all over the place i found it didn't work for anything you know, really? again, Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com for all of the reasons that you say it works, but we haven't found it to work on the multiple things we've tried it on. 
Well, then it's like, okay, what but we do live do, in Florida where things are kind of the exception. Well, see, these are just little anthead beds, but they're like right next to every one of my tomato plants, right? And so I'm reading, what? how can I naturally get rid of these ants? Okay, here's one suggestion. You take boiling water and pour it down in the hole. Well, uh, what? My garden is, you know, 200 yards from my house. Am I supposed to be schlepping boiling water all the way down there and back and pouring in these tiny little holes for these tiny little ants? Uh, and then, like, take borax and dust. I'm like, where the heck do I get borax from? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm definitely, it's stressful. Gardening is stressful. I can't wait to get When you hear the term borax, don't you think of, like, the 1950s? Yes. I'm like, where am I supposed to get shavings of borax from? Anyway, I'm sure all of you listening are laughing at me right now because there's probably some simple way to deal with this. And I would love to hear it. Jamie at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Help me out. My second daily winnie goes to Dr. Madison Siemens, who is going to come on our show, uh, I think in a week or a week and a half or so. Because he uh, wrote that book, Never Trust a Sneaky Pony and Other Things They Didn't Teach Me Vet School. And apparently it is now like potentially optioned for a movie. What? That's crazy. So that's awesome. And then, of course, in fashion, I got a text I, I from... I didn't hear that. I saw it was in second printing and it's like yeah. number one on something on Amazon. No, it's like this could be a thing. And, and so he's going to come on and talk to us about it next week. But in true me fashion, uh, I text him, uh, message him on Facebook 11 o'clock at night with a equine medical question. <laughs> and he wrote me back this morning. So he's not too big yet. Not too famous. <laughs> he's still talking to us. That's good to know. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I had a, a farmer who we got hay from last year message me. He was like, oh, I've got some beautiful, beautiful rye grass, round bales for like affordable. Do you, and, uh, do you want to hear something? Yes. Or wobbly chairs in someone's swanky student hovel, or surrounded by the glamour that was married student housing, pouring over the volumes of notes. And That is the audible version of Never Trust the Sneaky Pody, read by our own Helena Bakun. Yeah. Helena Harris. Yeah, she's, she did that, um, and she's starting to do a bunch of books now. And get them onto Audible. Remember, we always said, why aren't there more horse books on Audible? Well, that's starting to happen. So it is on Audible if you want it there, too. That's fantastic. Good job, Helena. Yeah. yeah, and thanks, Dr. Siemens, for the uh, advice on the hay. I'm taking everything into consideration. Sounds hey, like a lot of work. Before we get to our first guest, a little a long time ago, we talked about when Big Bang was going on. Well, this is 12 or 13 years ago now. About Kaylee like Kuko. show? Oh, okay. Kaylee Kuko, when the Big Bang Theory was going on, Kaylee Kuko uh, had broken her leg in a riding accident at a show and she, falling off her horse. And then they had her as a bartender for a long time because she could stand behind the bar with her great big boot. Well, I I didn't realize how bad it was. She just did an interview on a podcast with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. Smartless. Smartless. I haven't listened to that. Have you? I just listened to one this morning. Did you? Okay. So I want to give this one a try, but she said the accident was much worse than she let on. She, when she fell, she said, this is what she said. I remember clear as day because it, it takes a second when something is that bad. She said, I was like, did I just fall on a whole pile of leaves? Because I heard all the crackling and it took oh, me God. five or 10 seconds to actually realize it wasn't leaves. It was my bones. She suffered a compact fracture of her tibia and uh, fibula, the two bones that connect the ankle to the knee, causing the bones to pierce through the skin of her lower leg. Uh, 
Okay, stop. It's too well, early for that. I can't hear that stuff. <laughs> so what what she never told anybody before in an interview was that before she went under the anesthesia for the surgery, they had her sign a, a note that said they could amputate her leg if needed because they weren't sure they could save it. So that's one thing she never talked about. And she, she said she has scars from the operations because they're fairly large. And she says she's proud of them. She wears them as a badge of honor and of the war she's been through. So she's a horse girl through and through. Uh, she has her new baby with pictures of her new baby with her horses. And, you know, she obviously didn't stop riding. They told her in typical horse girl fashion that it would be three months before she could walk. She was walking in a week uh, and filming Big Bang Theory within two weeks. So there you go. <clears throat> she's she's a tough horse chick too. She has a new show coming out here next week. Actually, a new uh, new sitcom or sh- series of some sort. I saw. Oh. I don't know the name of it. I saw uh, a brief trailer for it. I'm I can't get past the bones crunching. So thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> Welcome to Friday, everybody. Happy riding this weekend. We're not going to do a normal KPP ad. We usually play one they've recorded, but I I wanted to mention to you that if you need help, there's been a couple posts in the auditor room. If you need help when it comes to nutrition and your horses and what they're eating or they're having an issue, just contact KPP and ask to speak to Karen. Karen loves to speak to our listeners. If you say you're a listener of Horses in the Morning, she will take all day with you. She is great to talk to. She helps us out. She's helped, I don't know, what, hundreds of listeners out now? And Jamie, hundreds of times. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She's helped me with almost every one of my horses at this point. And uh, she was so helpful with Jack, my new old horse that April has, and consulted on everything and made recommendations. And he looks amazing. And uh, I mean, even from like my behavioral spookiness and then putting him on vitamin E and all of that has changed so dramatically. I rode my Andalusian yesterday and there he used to not go to one half of the arena. And like, that's, that's an afterthought. Now, he, <laughs> I don't know. He didn't like, he didn't like that end, I guess. And so, I mean, it's been a, like a big journey with this horse because he was afraid of everything. And he's been on the vitamin E for a long time. And, Oh my gosh, so much better. And then also, uh, what she's helped me with the trickle down effect is amazing. I had one of my horse and hound horses come in and it quickly identified that he was pretty positively charged for EPM. So I had to take him to the veterinary hospital and they were like, yep, the confirmed EPM. And what do they bring out besides the EPM medicine? KPP's vitamin E, the, the, the veterinary <laughs> hospital was like here. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, yeah, I know what that stuff is. Like, they're like, have you ever used this uh, EP vitamin E? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, one or two times. Yeah, seen it before. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, that's how important it is. It's like animal hospitals just prescribe it. That's how great it is for the cellular level on your of your horse. And I can't say enough about KPP. And I, I did just get, I requested this actually, um, Glenn. So I have this new big round pin and I requested a banner. I'm like, can you send me a banner and I'm going to hang it in my round pin? <laughs> Did she send you it... one? Yes, yeah. I just got it in the mail, so I got to put it up. But um, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm so excited. So I, I just, I love the company. I, they, they're awesome. I love all the products. Uh, the Summer Games electrolytes, if you don't have those in your barn for the summer, you should because that's... that's We're supposed to hit have. a rare thing in Florida. We don't hit this. You would think we would all the time, but we don't. It's very rare. We're supposed to hit over 100 degrees next week. 
Oh, uh, man. And that never happens in Florida. We're always 90 to 95. You know, it's humid as hell. But well, it feels like those yeah, 140. Yeah, exactly. But we never get over 100. That's supposed to happen next week. So, yes, get out the electrolytes and just contact her through the website at kppusa.com and tell. Remember, if you drop them an email and say you want to talk to Karen, say you listen to horses in the morning. Let's head to our first guest. Her name is Connie, and she's qualified to go to the Archery World Championships in Mongolia. Well, hi, Connie. Thanks for joining us today. Hi. So, Connie, congratulations. World Championships in Mongolia. Have you been to Mongolia before? No, I have not. This is going to be a trip of a lifetime. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) And then to compete there. I mean, that's something else. Now, the first question Jamie had in our pre-show meeting was, uh, you're not bringing your own horses, right? Do you catch ride when you get there? We... We use their horses. We don't. I have no idea what horse I'm going to ride or what. Oh pony. my gosh, how fun! I've <laughs> so, heard that Mongolian ponies are really tame and yeah. gentle and sweet, so you should be fine. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see how it goes. That was. Sarcasm, I'll let you know when, when we get. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was going to say I didn't want to say anything negative, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge. I hear they run really fast. And you know, good luck stopping, and their mouths can be a little hard. Get on. Yeah, we uh, we <laughs> right. covered the Mongol Derby for ten years, so we kind of have an idea of what those ponies are like. <laughs> okay, well, I do have a childhood friend who is going with me, and she is going to wrangle the pony while I get on. Good, so. yeah, that's perfect. Let's <laughs> hope. <open. laughs> One of the things we haven't talked about, we talked about in archery quite a bit over the years and mounted shooting and all of that, but um, tell us how it works as far as the competition itself. So we know with mounted shooting, you're doing a pattern, there's a bunch of different patterns, and you're basically shooting 10 balloons, five with each gun, and you're doing it for Mm -hmm. speed. So how does mounted archery work in a competition? Okay, mounted archery, it too deals with speed and accuracy. Um, the difference between the mounted shooting and the archery is we're actually shooting a projectile. And you know if you get a bullseye or not. You know, you get five, four, three, two, one, depending how close to the center you hit the target. So um, so it's very specific and it is very like it's really tight. Sometimes the scores are extremely tight, like a tenth of a point, you know. So um now, but it's speed so, and accuracy wins the game. So in a and run, have, how many arrows and targets will you shoot at? Okay, that's a good question. We have three main courses that we run. And some of the courses have different degrees. Like for one, is called the Tower 90. It's a 90-meter course. It's like straight line. However, you curve into it when you get on it, but you're going straight. And you curve off when you get out. 90 meters and 18 seconds is par time. You <laughs> And you want to shoot multiple arrows. They call it shower the tower. And um, you want to shoot as many arrows as you can and score as many points as you can in that 90 meter. Now, is there... Tar- now, okay, so like with the with mounted shooting, you have the 10 balloons and, you know, you're trying to shoot all 10. Okay. With, with archery, you have multiple targets. Does it matter? Do you have to shoot every target or can you shoot at any target? Okay, well, the tower is different in that there is, there's actually three targets connected. One is facing angled toward the front of the Uh, 30 meter run. One is a side shot 
when you're in the very center of the 90 meters and one is when you're turning backwards and shooting back shot for the last whole half of the track. Gotcha. So okay. it's, it's now that's the tower. The other um, course that we run are called the raid and they, um, these are all based on war and the raid is where you just fly in and you go as fast as you can and you hit as many targets as you can. Um, there'll be the raid single, double, and triple you can do. Um, but there's like three, the most common is the triple and there's three, um, targets and they're just side shots, all of them, boom, boom, boom. And, or sometimes there's three, you know, there's one that's angled and then there's a, you know, a front shot, side shot, back shot. But the rate is fast. The uh, part-time is 14 seconds, but you really run it quicker than that because if you go faster and you hit targets, you can get speed points. So, and the same with the tower as well. You can get speed points, but you have to hit so many targets and it gets a little more complicated when you get into the game. But, so but when you speed go, and accuracy. When you go to a competition, will you do multiple runs for that competition? Yes. Or is it best two out of three? Or how does that work? Nope. Usually you do six runs of the tower, you do six runs of the raid, and you do two scoring runs of the hunt. And the hunt is really cool. It's kind of like cross-country in um, eventing, except instead of jumps, you have um, targets. And there's actually eight different targets. They're all at different um, links there's like front shots side shots back shots down shots off side shots <laughs> long shots i mean every target is different so it's not like you can just go into a little pattern and you're changing direction you're changing elevation the we were just in tennessee last weekend and they had you running into the woods down into a little ravine alongside a creek you know it was a canopy of trees in there and then you come flying out into the the fields and and the whole time of course we're shooting bow and arrows so you're dropping your reins and the horse is flying at the same time so you it's a by the seat of your pants kind of thing it's extremely instinctive and it's it's one of the most exciting i love this sport so much i've done it for 12 years now i think about 12 years and i love it as much today as i did the first day i started it is just the coolest sport ever. Well, the cross-country part, the one that you just described, really does sound like it would more mimic what battle would have been like, right? Um, mm -hmm. where, where the archers were always coming in and out. You know, they weren't necessarily, you know, like you see in the movies, all lined up. They were they were on the periphery. Um, right. You know, trying to not get killed and kill as many as they can from a distance. So Right. Yeah. Well... And Genghis Khan, that's how he would win. He would, he, that's more like the raid, too, where he would run by and then he would turn and run away while he was shooting backwards. So, and retreating. So, it's, they do, we do it all and it's so fun. So, what, tell us about what, do you, what, what breed of horse do you use at home? I personally use a Mongolarga Marchador from Brazil, it's a Brazilian cow horse. But you can use any horse that canters is legal. So, and what are they mostly? Whatever you are like, quarter horses or just anything. It's all mixed. Yeah, every breed is represented. It's amazing. Wait, I, I got to go back to your horse. You have a Mangalaga Marketador. Where on earth did you find one of those? I, I wasn't going to say it because I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, I used to do eventing, and then somebody had me ride. Not an event tra- horse that you hear of. Okay, let me <laughs> just try. No, 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 no. I would do Hanoverians, a big, beautiful horses, and but I had health issues, and I rode someone's gated horse, and I literally dreamed about riding it. So. I and I had never really known about gated horses. In fact, we kind of looked down on them. I don't know why, but anyway, so I when I dreamed about riding one, I thought I gotta have one. Well, then I found out about the gated Mongolaga Marchador in Brazil, that they're the cow horse. They they're a little larger than Pasifinos, but and they have a little quieter temperament, more like a court horse quarter horse. So I thought, I'm gonna check that out. And I literally went to Brazil and rode them. So and and he's great. I've had two surgery, three surgeries. I've had two knee replacements and my foot fused in five places. And this horse has taken such good care of me. Well, and he, and, he, he, and gated would wonderful. be great for archery, right? Well, no, you have to canter. Oh, you There's still have no, to canter. Okay. Yeah, you canter or hand gallop. Gotcha. So you, um, but any horse canters pretty much, yeah. you know. That's yeah. the only requisition. And the um, difference in the bows are the bows do not have shelves. They're traditional bows, but without a shelf. That's the thing you, that you rest the arrow on up by your hand. Right. So you part. don't, yeah. right, you cannot have a shelf. Uh-huh. You rest the um, arrow on your hand itself, which which is actually good because it allows you to angle up or down or um, be instinctive in the moment. Because if you have a shelf, it's such a fixed thing. And if you're galloping and turning and, I don't know, up or down, you just have to be able to shoot, you know, <laughs> freely. You're going to be part of a <laughs> In U- the moment. <laughs> you're going to be part of the U.S. team over there. Um, I assume that competition from the Asian countries is pretty tough. It is very tough. Now, just so you know, there's four, there's eight of us from the representing the United States. There's four team members that are the actual team. Gotcha. And okay. then there's four of us going representing the US, but As competing individuals. individually. Gotcha. So I'm one of the individuals. Who so, cares you're going? But, <laughs> yes, I'm thrilled. I am like, I've been on this emotional roller coaster. I'm just freaking out. I'm so excited. But yes, to your other question, Korea, all of them, it's extremely competitive because it's a martial art for right, them. Right. And so and they're very good. Is this something that's been that it's a team? Is it on your dime or is it like the organization facilitates your travel expenses and all that? Or how's that work? Good question. Okay. The team, the four that are the actual team, they're doing fundraisers and everything for them. The four of us that are doing individually, we are paying with our own dime unless Mm. somebody wants to help donate. That's going to be a credit card bill. (laughs) It is. I think we're estimating around 5,000. So. Well, you know, person. you can't take it with you when you go. Might well, well spend that's now. right. I am sure you know? that, like, eventing, this has huge prize money for winning in Mongolia. Enormous. <laughs> no, I have no, I don't even think there is prize money. <laughs> no, I didn't I think so. Are you protecting, are you, I know you haven't listened to our show before, but um, I would like to point out that there might be a little sarcasm involved. Sarcasm, in yes. Though, yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I might wear, you know, you might win a hairy medallion. I have no idea. 
what they win. So not money. We can be guaranteed of that. (laughs) Yeah, probably not money. Yikes! I have no idea, but it will be a trip of a lifetime, no doubt. This time of year, I guess. They do several festivals, and in fact, the week prior to us competing at World, they're having the Spirit Games that's open to anyone for all the Mongol games. And some of the U.S. team is going early to participate in those to try to get to know the horses or ponies and um, maybe compete in a few of those for fun and then be ready for the competition the following weekend. I'm just going to survive the weekend of the World. There's YouTubers so. that we follow, uh, Kara and Nate, who did the Spirit Games rec- or last year. They went okay. over and witnessed that. It is mm-hmm. un. It is. It is crazy. <laughs> it is nuts. Just the, right. And it brings Jamie. There are tens of thousands of spectators for this thing. They just right. come out from everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah, awesome. it's it's right. a whole, whole different world, though. You're going to eat some interesting food while you're there. Right. I know they're going <laughs> to feed us. We're staying in yurts. They're feeding us three times a day, and it's will be interesting. So, Rings. and I think it's on the same grounds as the Spirit Games. It's the Chinggis Khan thing. Well, Place. bring your bottle of Pepto-Bismol, okay? That's yes. our advice. We've covered the Mongol Derby for a lot of years, and Pepto-Bismol will be your friend. So. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Don't forget that. Uh, well, I promise. Well, good luck. This is so exciting for you, and we'll check in with you when you get back, okay? Okay, great. All right, Sounds thanks. Fun. All right, take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Whether you're training or riding the local trails, there's a Wintech saddle for almost every horse and rider combination. The Wintech 2000 all-purpose is for the riders who want to do a bit of everything from training to fun beach days with your friends. You'll experience total luxury in this top-of-the-range Wintech saddle. Your horse will adore the super soft panels, which mold in and around their muscles for complete comfort. Sinking into the deep seat, your leg also finds its natural groove, and your contact and communication will become effortless so you can focus on having fun. Explore the entire Wintech Saddles range at wintech-saddles.com. Well, one of our spotlight riders this year is a terrific auditor named Steph, and she has three full sisters that she shows, and she started showing for her season, and she's going to tell us about how that is going. So you have these three horses, they're all sisters, and you decide to start showing them. Now, I know that we talked to you in January, and you know the show season hadn't quite started, and you've got all these horses. I mean, just getting a horse to a show is a feat in itself, and you're going to attempt to show three this season, but I think you've at least started with one. Tell me how it's been going. Yeah, so, so far I started showing Emmy this year. She kind of got back into shape looking a little bit nicer than the youngsters. The youngsters like to really hold on to their hair up here in Wisconsin. So we got Emmy out. We got her to two shows this year already with a couple more planned in the next couple weeks. Oh, that's so exciting. Now, what are you showing her in? So we primarily do ranch horse classes. So the ranch riding, ranch pleasure, some reining, and then we enter some fun fun classes like judges command and kind of classes like that. Okay. So is this one of those like all day shows where, you know, it starts in the morning with the barrels and then there's the halter and then there's the games and then there's the, maybe some over fences or something like that. Like what type of shows are these? 
So we've done two different types of shows. We've done like the local open show, kind of what you're talking about. And then the most recent show we went to was a foundation quarter horse show. So that had all like your Western type classes, the ranch classes, trail, halter, that kind of stuff, but more primarily Western based. Gotcha. Um, th- let me stop here and just let everybody know that, um, yes, it is incredibly challenging to not come back at Steph in her own accent because I love the Wisconsin <laughs> accent. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to not talk like a talk here. It's so hard. Uh, anyway, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> so your horse is Emmy, but that's, that's not her show name. She's a proper quarter horse. What is her proper quarter horse name? Um, it is Lady Poco Sue. Oh, you know it's got to be a Poco in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay, and what, what does she look like? Give us a little description. So she is a solid bay with absolutely no white. So she is your textbook bay, no star, no stripes. Like, she's just a plain bay. <laughs> The plain brown wrapper. Everybody loves her. I yep. love a plain brown wrapper. Yeah. So what what is kind of her personality? When you unload her, is she just an angel or is she like flying a kite? How's that going? So she is actually really, really laid back, but she's a sensitive type of laid back. As long as you kind of stay calm with her, tell her the day's going to go nice, easy, smooth. She tends to like roll with you really easily and just takes everything in with stride, even only being four. Wow. Okay. Well, that's nice. I'm not jealous of that at all. Um, (laughs) Her sisters, on the other hand, that's when it's going to get interesting. There you go. So when you, so so you're getting her some experience, she's going to now start unloading like an angel. And then you have two others. Tell us about them. So I have a two-year-old buckskin roan. That is her full sister. And then a yearling bay roan. And the yearling is actually more similar personality-wise to Emmy. Kind of just rolls with the flow. Not too much phases her. But the two-year-old, she has her kite moments. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. And so at two and one, I mean, obviously the yearling's not started. Has the uh, two-year-old been started under saddle? Um, I have sat on her twice bareback. So gotcha. very, very lightly. We do way more groundwork. These foundation horses grow so much slower that I like just taking like as much groundwork as I can put at them. And especially with her being more sensitive, I try and show her a little bit of everything. So hopefully when we do start swinging a leg over her, that the world isn't so scary that she thinks everything's going to eat her. So taking three horses to a show, I mean, taking one horse is, is a lot of work for one person. If you take two or three, do you have like a staff? Do you have a horse husband? Do you I, have, I got like, a your horse mom? show fiance. Oh, bless him. You better marry him quick. Otherwise he's, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. That's planning in September. So we're trying to rope him in and get that settled in. So he can't run away. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. So you're going to take you. these three. So you've taken uh, and Lady Poco. Can I interrupt? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because you can't go by the wedding since when September, you said? Yep. Okay. So you have listened to the show for a long time. I know that. And yep, you have yep. learned not to have your horses in the wedding ceremony, correct? 
They won't be in it, but we are getting married at our property, so they'll be here. Okay, good. But you're not riding in no. <laughs> for impending disaster with the two-year-old, right? No, okay, no. Good. All right, good. I just listen, needed to clarify listen. that. Steph, that's what we all dream of, is that we ride down the aisle on our heart horse and our husband-to-be is standing at the end of the aisle, and it's going to be this beautiful, magical, ceremonial thing and, and you're going to come through and like in our head it's just so beautiful and then you open your eyes and the reality is your horse is going sideways knocking your grandma over as she's sitting in the you know first chair there and your dress spooks a horse she runs past the preacher and goes out into the field you fall I mean there's so much that can happen but it's so beautiful in our head and just know yep, yep. I mean like I had this whole like beautiful thing planned in my brain but I knew never to do that um, now those who have had it go successful oh, God love you your way to go. But yeah, for those of us who can't pull it off. Yeah. I think you're making a good call. Have them on the other side of the fence watching. It'll be great. Right. Yep. That's the plan. <laughs> so as far as lady Poco Sue, what'd you take her in and how'd you do? So, uh, the first show we went to, she did great. So it was about an hour away. Um, I took her in halter. She, we placed an Every class we entered, at least top six. And wow. there was at least probably 10 horses in every class. So she ended up winning the ranch pleasure. We got second in ranch reigning. I believe we won judge's command as well. So she actually kind of blew me away for being the first show of the year. Um, the second show we went to was a bigger, the foundation breed show. And that had... 13 50, like 13 to 15 horses per class wow. and she placed top six in all but one class yay for you well done so i was really happy with her i could not have asked for better rides those two weekends now i do see here so you did some halter you did some under saddle stuff but then i see that you uh came and took some names and kicked some butt in the um my favorite ever class at any horse show which is egg and spoon <laughs> yes she was actually so good in that because we had the true western pleasure horses that we were going up against and emmy is not a western pleasure horse we don't lope in in place like type of deal she has like a really exp i don't know if expressive is the right word but we we cover some ground when we lope. you, you mean she's and, a proper ambulatory gait as opposed to yeah. that weird shuffle tranter thing that they do and with her only being four, like she neck reins, but she really doesn't neck rein at the same time. <laughs> so going around with an egg in one hand, trying to neck rein and steer around pleasure horses was actually <laughs> fun and extremely difficult at the same time. <laughs> Probably and scared of pleasure horses thing. to death. <laughs> this, this thing flying by them. <laughs> Yeah, well, they told me I deserved some bonus points because I was lapping the arena, but I was so focused <laughs> on watching my egg that I would like look up for a half a second. Oh, there's a horse. Steer around him quick and just keep okay, going. That's a video I would watch there right there. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. And then you win the whole thing. But, you know, you were going so fast that you could have put your finger on top of that egg. Nobody would have known. <laughs> well, and I feel like it's smoother to go faster than to go slower. So when you let them kind of lope out... I think it's easier to sit than the really, really slow lopes. 
I love it. I love it. So what's next for you and your three ladies? So I have a show on the 18th that I plan on at least bringing two. So the hard thing I'm finding is for the halter classes or the in-hand classes for these youngsters, they like to just do it three and under. And with two two of them both being three and under, I can only enter one class. So I enter think I'm going to bring... Yep, right? I know. Try and get him to enter too. That's a little bit harder. That's like pulling teeth. But (laughs) I'm hoping to at least bring the two-year-old to the next show with Emmy and show her in the in-hand classes in the three and under, get her into halter, just start exposing her to that type of stuff. I have to get the horse husband show back because we we have so so many opportunities to talk to fiancés (laughs) out of marriage that we're missing here. Yeah, and he yeah. never imagined he would ever have a horse. No, in none his of us life. do. And now he's got seven. <laughs> none of us do. <laughs> That's fantastic. None of us well, go through high school and then early twenties thinking, "I want to marry a horsewoman." Yeah. I'm, and I'm talking about those of us that have had nothing to do with horses. None of us have that as a dream. It's not a dream. Chad didn't go through life wanting to marry a horsewoman. It's no. not something he ever thought he would do and probably to this day regrets. But you know, I, I have two brothers and they're both single. Um, shocker. Uh, they're my age. One's a twin and one's older. And ne- neither one of them, w- they're, uh, they're kind of like their whole dating forever kind of like single bachelor lifestyle. And many times throughout my life, I've been like, Hey, I've got this friend, no horse girls. No, (laughs) no. I'm like, I broke them. So (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Well, congratulations on your first round here. Um, you are the egg and spoon champion of your local show. You should be proud of that. (laughs) Keep practicing. We we always try. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk to you again in a month or so. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Steph, thanks. I mean, if you're going to have something, have the egg and spoon. <laughs> I know. Like, that's the one. <laughs> you're going to win anything. All right, let's do some really bad ads right after Ride these words. Too. That was when I was always good at ride a buck. Oh. <laughs> Throw a dollar under your thigh and ride bareback and all the things. So fun. Right after these words from some of our terrific sponsors, we're going to do some really bad ads. Especially with performance horses, flies can really be a nuisance. Fly predators are a great investment of all the different poisons and insecticides and different things you could use. I don't know of anything that is more economical and more effective than spalding fly predators. Train with top hunter, jumper, and eventing professionals anytime, anywhere with Practical Horsemen On Demand. Your membership gives you access to hundreds of how-to training videos taught by top-level hunter, jumper, equitation, and eventing pros, exclusive interviews and lectures, slow-motion demonstrations, insider access to private clinics and lessons, and step-by-step tutorials. New content is always being rolled out, so there are always new videos available on the topics important to you. Join now for just $24.99 a month and take your training to the next level with Practical Horsemen On Demand. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, 
Well, if they're talking in circles in the D-Lane Square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. The horse trading. That's right. It's that time of the week when we do some really bad ads. Really bad ads are submitted by our listeners like you, and they're found on Facebook or Craigslist or something like that. They send them in. We just have a little bit of fun with them. Everybody that sends in an ad, whether we use them or not, are entered for our prizes. We don't have the new batch of prizes yet. I suspect we'll get those in a week or so, Uh, but you are still entered for the next batch of prizes. No worry there. And our prizes are provided by Horselovers.com, the home to 120,000 horse items. You can go to Horselovers with a Z com to find the full selection for barn, rider, horse, and everything in between. All right, let's get started. Um, we had some that submitted that we won't get to. Steph, we just had on. Uh, <laughs> Aaron and uh, Christ- Christiana. Oh, okay. Like it's spelled wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, <laughs> so uh, you were going to say Christ. I was going, why? <laughs> I've never seen that name before. All right. So we also allow you to submit your own ads where you read them, record them yourselves and read them and send them to us. And we give you double the entries for that. And we have a lot of those today, so we don't have to work as hard. Elizabeth sent the first one in. Hi, this is Elizabeth Harris. And this is a really bad ad from unwanted horses for sale under 1000. Dash is rare medicine hack. 14-Y-O-Q-H can be registered P-I-T-O dot dot. In great shape, built like a tank. Has been ridden all over dot. The lady I got him from would let her friends who didn't know how to ride trail ride him with no issues. She also had him somewhere doing liberty training, dot, dot. He is very smart and loves attention. I sent him to a barn for four months to be rode and get back into the swing. The man said that he did great, made a lot of progress, did good around the barn and on trails, dot, dot. I just don't have the time to ride anymore. He loads and unloads, stands for farrier, vet, baths, clipping, and and he is up to date with everything. Priced at. Next line. Please message me privately if you are interested. We are asking 760 with a dollar sign. Delivery available to any location. We are located in Atlanta, Georgia. Of course. Down payment is also requested. Please message IG interested. Please, everyone, message me privately if you are interested and serious. The pictures show nothing. Oh, she got cut off. Oh, <laughs> we don't know anything about the, the pictures. pictures are. So at the beginning it said, or could be registered as a P-I-T-O. Yeah. What is yeah. that? I paint? That's pain in the oath. See, <laughs> I heard P-I-T-A. And yeah, me that means too. something totally different. <laughs> so that's what I heard. So like Pinto International Native Organization. Duh. Glenn. Is that mm-hmm. it? Is that really it? No, I just <laughs> man, are you seriously? You, 
Sarcasm, Glenn. Sarcasm is the theme of today's show. P-I-T-A is what I heard. Um, Marie sent this one in, and she lives up in Michigan, so it makes sense. Affordable Equines in Michigan Facebook page. We're doing a lot of affordable equines. And oh, by the way, this last one, how was $760? That's very specific. Will you take $750? No, I'm firm on $760. (laughs) You think that's what the trainer charged her and she's just trying to get her money back? That's what I thought. That's where I went. Affordable equines in Michigan, sent in by Marie. I am standing at stud for a short time to a few mares Cheyenne, white with a few spots Appaloosa slash POA. He has real long legs, should. He has real long legs, so should throw that and color. Okay. I'm looking at the picture. (laughs) So here's the picture. There's like cattle panels and somebody holding a horse. They're blocked out. But the view that we see is the butt and tail and back of the head. Like, that's it. Is that all we care about in Appaloosa? You know what I want? I want to breed to that. That's what I'm looking for right there. Yeah. That's it's a great horse. picture of the back end. Great picture. He's a big butt, too. Let's see. Debbie sent this one in. Hi, guys. Hi, this Debbie. is my entry for Really Bad Ads. It's from the Used Horse Tack for Sale and Trade Facebook group. And this is Debbie Payne from Southwest Kansas. This ad is contradictory. That's what qualifies it to me. Okay. It reads, good, solid, two-horse, straight-load bumper pull. I have put everything in this trailer, and it tows like a dream. Floor is solid, and I have no hesitation putting anything in it. Pull straight, and my truck doesn't even know it's back there. All lights, including interior lights, work. All windows intact, but fronts are cracked as shown in the pictures. Roof vent has been busted since the day I bought it. Doesn't seem to affect anything, but it's a good solid trailer, remember. Only issue, here we go, is the handle broke on the storage area, so you can't easily open the door. You can pry it open just fine and still use it. Full mangers with bar dividers. Asking $1,200. I have another two-horse. Ah, here we go. I have another two-horse that has a lot more sentimental value to me. And I'd like to get that one back on the road instead. I can get more pictures for interested buyers. We're located in Mancelona in the northern lower peninsula, I guess. We are about 1.5 hours south of the Mackinac Bridge. And the picture shows another of those rust bucket two-horse straight-load trailers. But it's a good, solid trailer. Y'all have a good day. (laughs) There are bad trailers everywhere in the country. (laughs) People's idea of what is a good, solid trailer and what is not, they really differ. So I can't wait to get to the the trailer of the week this week, but um, good description without seeing a photo of it. Now this one, uh, Kelly sent this one in and this is, looks like a Craigslist ad flashy trail horse, $7,000. Well, that's a lot of money for a flashy trail. (sighs) Let's see if I can get through this. Shawnee, a six Y O grade mare. She is sound as they come. Never had her even limp on me. She'll pick up all four feed for you. You can ride this horse no problem with your friends. 
If you get tired of people, go by yourself. She'll do that also. I've swung a rope off her not really her favorite. Oh, wait, you just randomly started throwing a rope around a horse and they didn't like it. That's so weird. She does like to play games and prance away from you. Oh, that's that's not that's our game. That's not, that's not that's, a game. That's not a game. <laughs> Would suggest a high beginner or intermediate rider. You got to smoke a lot of doobie to get her on this horse. You got to be so high. <laughs> Oh my God. That's not a game. <laughs> um, this one was sent in. That was a great one, Kelly. Uh, Jessica and Ali both sent this one in and I actually read this one. Oh, well, like on the actual post. So I think this was the OTTB fa- connect or something like that. Okay. Uh, here it goes. Have you ever made a really bad choice on the internet? Like order 10 pounds of watermelon Jolly Ranchers off Amazon or buy an OTTB on Facebook just because of his name? Well, meet Bill's Mafia, a.k.a. Diggs. I acquired this arrogant creature in March of 2022 because of one reason and one reason only, an unhealthy fan obsession with the Buffalo Bills. The good. Insanely athletic, as in jump the five foot standards athletic, has a front end that will make you swoon and a canter you can drink a glass of wine on. Low maintenance, fed a scoop twice a day and barefoot. We barely bathe him and he glistens. It's honestly annoying. (laughs) And for you x-ray junkies, the ones who want to ride the films, this war horse ran 74 times by the time he was five and is as clean legged as a newborn. He's been radiographed from head to tail and they're stunning. The bad. He is predictable in his unpredictability as in, we know he's going to spook from the same flower box every day. Dogs in a bush, murderous soccer fields in the distance. Absolutely not Two. He doesn't make friends easily. Little man syndrome is strong in this one. And he will get into a fight with every 17 two hand giant in the field. Number three, he cribs. Not even sure that's a negative because honestly, I stopped caring after the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) And why is the little one that never gets hurt? It's always the big ones that end up getting hurt. (laughs) This horse needs a professional who's going to laugh at his BS, be ready for his murderous dog bush spooks, all while staying soft and light while he cracks you out of the tack. (laughs) I am honestly terrified to let people come and try him because I know the minute someone overinterprets their ability and rips on his face for no reason, little man will resent all of humanity and I'll be back to the drawing board. Asking mid fours. Really? Or, <laughs> or we'll trade you for a pair of Bills season tickets, seeing as they are the reason I'm writing this treatise. <laughs> <laughs> mid fours for that, huh? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Well, there you, you go. You know what? I just sold a horse that was way better for like not much more and makes me realize I should ask <laughs> more. <laughs> should ask more. Roxana sent this one in. This is Missouri horse. We're in the north a lot today. This is our uh, trailer of the week. <laughs> what was living in this thing? It's, it's <laughs> Need gone as soon as possible. Asking 900 has new flooring. No, it doesn't. And will come with brand new magnetic lights. 
and we'll only need a new lock for tack room. No, no, none of that is true. Unless there's, uh, there's no nothing tack room. is true. And they're going to need magnetic lights because they always say that when the ones that are attached to the trailer don't work. And they use magnetic lights because they can wire from the outside of the trailer. <laughs> this doesn't work. And there's no new floor here. This is not a new floor. And that it, might be a new piece of rubber on the... Th- <laughs> and it looks like it's been opened in the field with cows living in it. That that's cow poop. That is not so, a horse poop. Yeah, there's a, there's a ramp that it appears to be down. But you know when you have a ramp trailer and you go to lift it up and there's like a shavings in the way and it won't close. Well, this has like 900 pounds of manure that is in the <laughs> crevice of where it would close. I don't understand why you couldn't at least sweep it out before you took, took pictures. The picture. <laughs> There's no center partition either. It's like a round front rust bucket tours trailer with wood as the sides. And the only butt bar is like a, half of a chain hanging down, but there's nothing to hook the chain to because there's no center divide. This is a disaster. <laughs> Way this over the $900. Disaster. We we only allow $300 for these people. So I'm just saying. Well, good Way luck. I, again, I want the number. I want to call and see if anybody bought it. Somebody buys these, I bet. I don't, I don't know who, but. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do during COVID is I'm going to buy a Ron two-horse trailer and make it into a wine bar. <laughs> <laughs> and here it sits with cows in it. Yeah. <laughs> Monica I had sent, a big plan. Monica sent this one. Hi, Glenn and Jamie. It's Monica calling from Vermont with a really bad ad. Hi, Monica. It is from a Facebook page, Free Horses in Southeast Texas. And I've been uh, practicing my Texas accent thanks to some video yes. tutorials on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So we have to put the disclaimer in here. If you do submit your own ad where you record it and you do an accent other than your own, you get three entries for the drawing. All right, Monica. I here. can't wait to see. We have what high expectations after did. YouTube videos. So here we go. Looking for a couple young horses, unbroken, free horses, trying to do something for the kids. Have a couple adult kids wanting horses, but I want them to be able to train, work, with them themselves and give them the experience of working with horses. Good idea for teaching them and teaching a responsibility. I train horses myself and have been to Ohio, Indiana and close to Houston, Texas. Train my own horses. I have a blown head gasket in my in the I have a blown head gasket in a truck right now. But if they could be delivered, I could pay for the gas to be delivered. Thanks. 14 HH for the daughter and 15 HH for the son. BC, he is tall. Unbroken and young. Thanks. And then the same person the next day has another post pretty much asking for the same thing and says, one I'm looking for, the 14 HH for the daughter and 15 HH for the son. They don't have to be broke but would want young ones unbroken. And then uh, there's a comment that says, you want ponies for grown humans? <laughs> and somebody also posted a gif of Kit Harrington saying, no comment. <laughs> That's the ad. Love the show. Bye. Very well read. Good job you know, with I your accent. I forgot that was Monica. <laughs> I know her, and that did not sound like her. She did a really good job with that accent there, honey. Good job. Yeah, her her uh, YouTube videos paid off. Well done. Look, it got you extra extras for the drawing. 
Oh, man. This next one, mm. I don't even know where to begin. And, Glenn, you have to read this with an accent because I read it, and uh, you, there ain't no way this person ain't Southern. No, you want to do this? You'll do a much better job with the Southern accent on this oh, one. Oh, you cop out of this a whole, every time. <laughs> I, I have not watched my YouTube videos today. I know. You need to, <laughs> Monica, send Glenn the links. Um, so this one is a, a the Craigslist ad, and it's two-year-old stud mini horse. Okay. Looking at this, it doesn't look like it's a hundred percent horse. I don't know what this is. It, can we also say seen. it's the skinniest mini we've ever seen? <laughs> yeah, and it's quite adorable. To be fair, like I, I, I want him right now. Um, until I read the ad. Uh, okay, I, I have a mini thirty-six inch stud horse for sale. He looks like a Palomina on one side, and the other side looks like a pink. <laughs> what? <laughs> he kind of does. See both sides. You, you can you can sort of in the little picture down at the bottom. He does look like a paint on one side. Yeah, but he looks like a paint on the other side. <laughs> he didn't look like no damn Palomino. What you talking about? When I got him, he was halter and lead rope. Lead rope. See how hard you. I hope that you guys that read these ads realize how difficult this is. <laughs> when I got him, he was halter and lead rope broke, and you could pet him. Face, comma. <laughs> now he refuses to wear a dang halter, and we don't have time to train or break him. B R A K E space comma. <laughs> he probably needs some breaks because he runs away from you at ninety miles an hour. Oh my god, he's so cute. Where is this? I need this baby horse. If he this is- Olivia, if this is at all near me, please send it to me. How hilarious would this be? I got me a half paint, half palomina. <laughs> He is the skinniest Vinny we've ever seen. All right. uh, Mary sent this one in. This is our last one of the day. So do a good job, Mary. Hi, this is Mary Calkins from Victoria, Texas. Hi, Mary. This is a really bad ad. It was on Craigslist. I mean, uh, Facebook. All right. Demon goat. Goat for sale. $40 rehoming fee. For sale, a one-year-old pygmy thing that was raised by a 65-pound blue-nosed pit bull. So you get the best of both worlds because this damn goat thinks he's a pit bull. (laughs) He even tries to bark, which sounds completely terrifying in the middle of the night. I'm pretty sure those gas station horny goat weed energy pills is based off off of this guy's DNA. He once (laughs) broke into my ice chest and drank all my beer. So now he has an alcohol problem, which he won't admit. But I know he's having withdrawals whenever he tears up my fence. He stopped drinking water five months ago and just waits till I get home with more beer and he scares me down. We've fought three times and my record is two to one, but he has three confirmed coyote kills, two trash cans, one outdoor patio set and a number of unfortunate crows. That have landed in my backyard. Oh my God. He chews on the electric fence to build a tolerance after he watched the Green Mile one night. He used to be my daughter's pet, but he's long since graduated from that role. He's got more urine on his face than a urinal at a Woodstock at Woodstock 69. <laughs> he used to be a gray color, but all the bloodshed he caused has turned into a, him into a demonic dark gray. If you need a stud to breed, He's ready to pump out nonstop for six months straight, day and night. 
My neighbors are scared to come over anymore, and I lost my backyard, which I would like to get back. So let me know ASAP. He has a 10-yard stare like he's done a couple of tours. I take Venmo, Cash App, Facebook Pay, U.S. Currency, Euros, Monopoly money, whatever. (laughs) Side note, if there is ever an uprising with the goats like on Planet of the Apes, this guy is definitely going to be their leader. Your chances of dying by a goat are low, but never zero. (laughs) That's a quote by President George Washington, 1776. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Oh, my God. You shouldn't be trying to sell a Shifika on the sheriff's department. Oh, my God. (laughs) I need to put that on a T-shirt. The chances of dying by a goat is low, but never zero. Zero. That was a great ad. That was terrific. Oh, my God. That's a murderous goat. <laughs> that is, there's a lot of crimes there that goat has committed. A lot of crimes. Well, thank you, everybody, for submitting. We really appreciate all of your efforts every week to look for these and to send them in. You can send them in to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. She puts it together for us every week. Thank you, Jennifer, for putting it together. Hang around, uh, auditors, to the post show. You all have a terrific weekend. And auditors, we're going to find out why a YouTuber almost killed Jamie this morning. <laughs> so... That's coming up on the post show. All right, everybody, have a good one. Spain or Guild. Guild Dutch. Now your trailers. Don't break the color. You know, we learned so much today. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. All right, tell us the story. What happened? So my son for his birthday uh, got the, are you familiar with the YouTuber? And I know you are, so I'm kind of asking everybody out there, uh, named Mark Rober. He was a NASA engineer and then now does YouTube videos and makes way more money as a YouTuber than he ever did. He has 24.2 million subscribers. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And and he's the one who did those videos. That how I was introduced to him was he did those uh, videos of the squirrels in his backyard and set up like engineered obstacle courses for these squirrels. Anyway, he Do did. You know where these... I started with him when he was uh, when he did the glitter bombs to catch the uh, yes package thieves, and then he went after the the uh, the call centers in India. It was that's where I started with him. Yeah, so he's a glitter bomb guy. He's the squirrel guy. Yeah, he's done a, a lot of stuff. Um, and he's he's really cool because he's got this whole, um, what he calls his crunch labs. And, you know, they do the KiwiCo and all these. They do like once a month box subscriptions. And his uh, come once a month and you can sign up for them. They're about $25 a box. And they send you your kid like an experiment or some sort of engineering, some sort of engineering thing that they have to do. So he's all about like educating kids. It's great YouTuber. It's all clean. He's awesome. He's awesome. We watch him in the house. So for Lucas's birthday, Mark Rover is doing a crunch lab summer camp where you get one box a week for 12 weeks. And so we signed up for that. That was Lucas's big birthday gift. There might be a golden ticket inside a platinum ticket inside it. And that means you get a free trip to Mark Rover's crunch labs up wherever the heck he lives. 
whatever. Uh, so there's the added benefit of looks through the box trying to find the ticket. Anyway, so he gets this um, engine. It's like a thing where you engineer an engine that flicks a disc. I'm not doing him justice because he just tries to figure out easier ways to do things. Like he'll be in a free throw shooting contest with, you know, Shaquille O'Neal or whoever, and we'll engineer a robot to shoot and win every competition. Cause he's like that kind of brain. So it's this shooting these discs across. Like he wanted to learn how to throw Frisbees faster. So he made this Frisbee throwing thing in a minute, minute micro. And so it's this tiny little machine that flicks discs like like little frisbees out and you can shoot things so apparently during the yesterday when i was riding and working chad the husband and lucas decided to take the stairs and set up on our stairs that go up to the office that i'm sitting in uh army men like probably i mean 200 army men all the way up and down these stairs like in a row and he's been shooting them and practicing aiming and shooting these army men with this Mark Roper engineered bullshit thing where they're shooting disc and he's blasting army men or whatever. Great. Well, I'm downstairs. I've been weeding the garden. I come in, I have to change. I'm all sweaty and I'm in there. And then Glenn, you texted me from like when I was getting dressed and you're like, Hey, and I'm like, Oh shit, I gotta go. And so I go sprint and I've got hot coffee in my hand because the husband hands me hot coffee. And I'm sprinting to go to the stairs. And as I'm about to launch myself up the stairs, I notice that the stairs are covered in fucking army men. (laughs) So in an effort to not step on the army men, pierce the bottom of my foot and end up in the ER, I slam on the brakes on the hardwood floors. My socks land on the first step. I slide all the way because I'm like, because I run up the stairs all the time, but whatever. But and I slam um, into the wall with my left foot. My right foot then ends up. I end up doing a split, basically as much of a split as I could do without actually breaking my pelvis. I do a split. There's coffee flies into the air. The mug shoots up in the air, lands all over the stairs, all over me, all over the wall and all over the godforsaken army men who are like laughing at me, staring at me. The ones that have not been knocked over by the goddamn Mark Rober army disc shooter blaster thing, whatever. Anyway. So, um, I then had to clean up. <laughs> and of course, Lucas saw the whole thing. Oh my God, mom, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's very apologetic because I, the army man clearly was not a great idea. Like if you're done, you should probably pick all those up because mom's gonna Somebody's going to hurt themselves and we know who it's going to be. It's going to be mom. Uh, so the army men are wet and soaked and then I'm soaked and I've got coffee, hot coffee all over me. I just done a split in socks. My socks are soaked. There's coffee on about four or five different steps and keep laughing. You little assholes. It's all your fault because you're the one who texted me like, Oh, are we going to do a show today? Or like, what are you going to show up? So then I'm another 10 minutes late because I got to clean up all this stuff and then take some ibuprofen because I can't walk because I just did a split at 45 years old. And that's how Mark Rober almost killed me. (laughs) (laughs) I could just picture this whole scene. (laughs) Oh, and it happened so fast. It's not funny, but it's funny. I'm sorry. Um, I can't walk. I already kickboxed yesterday. (laughs) I rode a couple horses yesterday. Like, uh, (laughs) you could sue Mark. I think. 
I'm yeah. glad you're having fun. Cause again, you say it was a YouTuber's fault. I'm pretty sure it was your fault <laughs> somehow. So I looked Mark up just now. His channel has over 24 million subscribers growing by 8,000 new subscribers daily. He has accumulated 3.5 billion views. That's one video, and one video is uploaded every month. In a day, it gets an average. Uh, his site gets an average of 1.6 million views per day. Oh my god! He generates estimated revenue of twelve thousand eight hundred dollars per day, or four point six million a year from ad money off of YouTube. Wow, we're doing something wrong. You know, if only yeah. one of us had been smart enough to be an engineer, <laughs> that would have helped. I think that would have helped. I mean, I just don't think that what we do sitting here talking to each other is YouTubeable. No, like, and you know, and cares. we're not smart like Mark Rover is, so there's that. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's got some skills that we don't have. I'll let him have it, but I do enjoy watching his videos. And, yeah, they um, are fun. If you haven't checked them out, go, you can go back and watch all, all of his past videos, too, are good. Um, there's another one that we watch, and she she's uh, she's got to be early 30s. Her name is Michelle uh, Carre, and she does she does challenges. It's her 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 channel's called Challenge Accepted, and she has done the weirdest stuff. I mean, she like she just went to Butler Academy in the Netherlands. She trained like an Olympic boxer for eighteen months and ended a boxing match. Uh, she tried. She has a video on being a garbage man, and she she has all these videos of doing some really challenging stuff. She she did the army boot camp, uh, SWAT, all kinds of stuff. They're a lot of fun, and she, her also three point seven million subscribers, and uh, five hundred million views. Wow! So wow. now I wouldn't do her stuff because it looks like a lot of work. <laughs> it's just. It just looks like a lot of work. But, you know, they, they also, when they get to that point, they have teams and the videos show it, right? I mean, the videos show great quality. Like, Mark's videos are really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you and I filming on our phone. No, no. Lucas has, his life goal is to be a YouTuber. How's I'm that like, going? You know, I'm not, I'm not. Well, he I'm almost not, killed mom. There's a video there. <laughs> I mean, he could have videoed that. Basically, if he just videoed mom fails, like how I almost killed my mother. Have you seen that guy who, I would lose my mind. There's a guy who's probably in his 20s and he just scares his mom all the time. And oh, like, no. Uh, my mom I've seen killed a couple us. of them. Oh, my God. Like one of them, he is cutting carrots. And he's like, oh, my God, I cut my finger off. Like, cuts his, like, cuts his finger off, and she runs, and she's looking for the finger. And, like, oh, Do you think God, it's set up? I, dude, if it's set up, she deserves an Academy Award. <laughs> like, I, I was like, and, and I saw that, and I was like, Lucas, let me tell you the quickest way for you to die. <laughs> <laughs> Brought you into this world, I will take you out. <laughs> my mom always seemed to have a wooden spoon in her hand, and that was thing was deadly. So, yeah, we wouldn't oh, have yeah. done that to my mom. You'd have gotten smacked. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. <laughs> My mom used uh, passive aggressive. She probably would have cried and then made you feel terrible. It was a big thing in my Our house. Our moms Not were completely different. Guilt. My mom just yeah. went for the swinging. <laughs> you know, now I can handle some swinging, but you try to guilt me, it just pisses me off. <laughs> oh my god, Lucas tried guilt the other day. I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Like, I'm sorry, I was raised with that. You are not pulling that over me. That just makes me mad. That's triggering. Okay. <laughs> Wooden spoons are triggering for me. But then there oh, were there, there were go. four boys in our family, all you know, two years apart. So 
She probably was justified in her wooden spoon. I was going to say, she's, she earned every wooden spoon whack she got, yeah. or you did. Yeah, we'd be so happy when she'd break one, and then there was always another one. Always right. another wooden spoon. Yeah, they sell them in bulk. They never run out of wooden spoons. All right, thanks everybody for listening to our nonsense. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Have a good weekend. Love you, mean it. Bye. Okay, boys and girls, we're done here. Now go ride your horse.